comes, here comes Speed Racer, he's a demon on wheels. He's a demon and he's gonna be chasing after someone. He's gaining on you, so you better look alive. He's busy revving up the powerful Mach 5. And when the odds are against him and there's dangerous work to do, bet your life's eraser, see it through. Go speed racer, go speed racer, go speed racer, go. Hello and welcome into the Section 109 podcast. We're here again from Studio Breezy. Mix and Toby are here uh, as usual, and Ella will be home at some point, so there will be for sure some sort of disturbance. So apologies in advance. I'm here with Smitty. Hello. Who is wearing a lovely jean, almost jacket. No, it, yeah, it's a jean jacket. Is it a jacket? It just looked like kind of a shirt jacket combo. No, it's a jacket. Well, we on the Section 109 podcast approve in Studio Breezy. Thank you. And we are joined today by special guest CFC defender Nick Spielman. Going. What's up, buddy? Put that mic up nice and close to your mouth. Sorry. There sorry. you go. There you go. First time. People, no, you're good. The people want to hear you, and I will get. They will complain to me if I don't. Uh, if I don't tell you to keep it close. So, Nick, um, start us at the beginning of your soccer journey. You know where where'd you grow up? When did you start playing? Yeah, just kind of start at the beginning. Uh, so I was born and raised in Melbourne, Florida, and my whole family, you know, played soccer from day one. My dad played until about. Two years into college, brother played in college for four years, sister played in college for four years. Well, you got some athletes in your family. Nice. Yeah, they're not athletic. (laughs) (laughs) My other sister also played in, she didn't play in college, she played until she was about 13. And then my mom played softball, so we all have a, you know, background of sports. So around, I think it was about three years old. I uh, started kicking a soccer ball around with my uh, siblings. That's what's up. Now, where do you? Where are you on the age bracket of siblings? Uh, I am the baby. Oh, you're the baby. Do you think you got some advantage from that? Uh, like, maybe, yeah. like pe- they passed it down to you, kind of. Uh, yeah, and you know, other benefits of that. I mean, we all lived in the same house until they obviously moved out, so I got a bit more attention. Which probably helped. Yeah, totally. And I I think, at least when I was growing up playing like sports, my friends who had older brothers, they were always like ahead. Because I think you see your older brother do it, or you see, I mean, I guess maybe it worked with sisters, but I'm just thinking of brothers in in my case. And like, you'd see them play and like, they'd be better already because they wanted to improve or be like their brother or whatever else. Yeah, I'm the oldest of four. So like I taught all of my siblings played uh, baseball and softball so I was able to teach them how to throw how to swing and everything because I had already learned how so it was pretty they got they had it way easier than I did yeah plus older older siblings break in parents like you keep them from you know having ridiculous rules my sister definitely had it way easier than I did <laughs> um, so you start playing at three uh, when did you like start playing competitively like or maybe like I'm sure that at some point you were like oh I'm pretty good at this like was that like middle school I mean, when did, when did you kind of take it a little more serious, I guess? Or did, um, or did you always take it super serious? I think I, you know, always took it seriously. I mean, from three to probably like 12, I was always out with my dad training and my mom as well. 
early stages. And then my dad took over. So pretty early on, I knew that I wanted to do this competitively. Yeah, kept going. Nice. Uh, did you have any nicknames growing up? And do you have any nicknames now? Uh, growing up, I was a bit, I was a bit bigger, basically fat. So, <laughs> but I never really had any nicknames per se. But now I have. They started it about two years ago. Big country. I'm sure you've I've heard that one. Yeah. I've heard that one. Yes. By the way, I think that's a good one. It's not bad. It's just could be could country. be way worse. Not really country, but <laughs> where is Melbourne? By the way, Melbourne, Florida. Uh, it's like an hour southeast of Orlando. Okay. Okay. All right. Next, next to around Cocoa Beach. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That, so that's why it's familiar to me. We used to go to Cocoa Beach not every summer, but a few summers when I was growing up. So then, uh, have you heard the? Whip, the yeah, what, are, what are some of your other nicknames yeah. before we get before into, we into our, the ours? million nicknames we have? Uh, from college, I'm going to be honest. They didn't, really, they didn't really give me nicknames. I was just Nick or Spielman. What did, what did Fuller call you? Fuller, gets every, Fuller doesn't call anyone by their name, I feel like. Fuller called me... He, he loved Nicky. Nikki, yeah, He'll call me Nikki. That sounds like a fuller name. He, he loves a, an I E or a Y at the end of a yeah, end yes. of a name, or or him going by Fulls, which doesn't make. By the way, <laughs> Fuller, I love you, but it doesn't make any sense. I nope. nev- I never had a nickname either growing up. Like people would try to give me nicknames, nothing ever stuck, until I was in the Chattahooligans, and there was like six or seven other Andrews, so we all just had to go by our last name with a with a Y at the end. So I'm Smitty. This is Breezy. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I had already like had a few friends, but so I wanted the nickname my whole childhood. And then like in high school, late high school, it started sticking a little bit, but yeah. And then, and then I ended up having a bunch of friends who were named Andrew and now no one knows my real name. It's just breezy. So when did you, uh, end up, we haven't, we haven't gone through. Oh yeah. So our nicknames. So who, who gave you the nickname spunky? Uh, that was, I think in college. Uh, a friend called uh, Charlie Matchell. He uh, is from England. I was going to say, that's the most English name. <laughs> yeah, I played with him for one year. Well, I was hurt, but we both transferred in the same year. So, yeah, he gave it to me, and then a few other guys started calling me it, but it didn't really stick. In college it did, but it didn't go out of that. Just like a few people in college called you that. Yeah, so I didn't really count it. Gotcha. I don't know why we call you Spunky now. I think Cam. Like that, I think that's, that's Cam. Yeah. It, Cam. Cam kept it going from college. Okay. It feels but like he's, a Cam thing. Yeah, he's the only one that really calls me that still. Because I think that's like the only, like that's the main nickname we refer to you by. And I don't even know if you like it or not. Yeah, I think we refer to you as Spunky and I don't know why. I think it's Cam. I'm pretty sure it's Cam. I feel like it was Cam as well that gave you another nickname. Is Cam? It might have been... Clayton or Joanne as well, but they um, they said to call you Speed Racer uh, because at the time you had yeah, like had, a couple of stripes in your head, yeah, uh, and and you were one of the faster guys on the team, so it was kind of the perfect perfect uh, fit. I wouldn't I wouldn't go that far, but I definitely had the stripes in my hair. <laughs> I don't know top end speed, you know, 
Mm. Get, get the long legs. I'm getting there. So if you ever hear us singing, go speed racer, go speed racer. Yeah, it's you. Go speed racer, go. That was an old, that was an old cartoon. You may be too young to remember, to remember that cartoon. Cause it was an old cartoon when I was a kid and I'm, I'm probably about 10 years older than you. I think I'm 33. How old are you? 25. Yeah. So I'm eight years old. I, so I don't know if you're familiar with the speed racer cartoons, but it was like an old cartoon. I think from when our parents were kids, but it was like, yeah. it was still on cartoon network when I was a kid. And yeah, we, we adapt a very bad adaptation of uh, the theme song for you. We'll, uh, we'll or see a how very good one, depending on, your yeah, or depending on how you, how you look, how you look at it. So when did you start or did you ever play Academy like pre pre going to college? Uh, so there was about three or four clubs around where I grew up. They weren't academies. They were just, you know, normal club teams. So I jumped around from a club named uh, Meg U Fusion. And then I jumped around where I finished my club career was uh, Space Coast United. I think I've heard of that one. Are they pretty big? Pretty large? Uh, yeah, they're getting there. They were they were growing when I was there, and then they're pretty known now. I think I heard of them, not like in a, like a good or a bad way. I just think I heard of them as a club in Florida that was pretty big. Because, you know, large, these large uh, youth organizations, they sometimes put up amateur teams or they're, or they're projected to or whatever else. I think that's where I heard. So how long did you play there? Uh, at Space Coast, I probably played four to five years in the other club. The other club I played pretty early on in my career, so probably around U10 to like U13, and nope. then the rest of it was at Space Coast. And was this like travel ball, that type yeah, of thing? it was just travel, you know, travel soccer, yeah. And then what position were you playing? So I jumped around from attacking mid. Believe it or not, you got, if you guys can see the smile on his face when he says attacking <laughs> mid, and then I went to defensive mid, and then I stayed defensive mid until I actually went pro, and then now I'm a center back. So in college, you played uh, defensive mid. Mm-hmm. Did you play in the eight at all? No, I was never given the chance. Bummer. I, f- I feel like I feel like you'd you have two good feet like i feel like you would have maybe maybe it wouldn't have been as fun having to run up and down the field go box to box but i feel like you could have done some work with the feet yeah maybe not the box to box stuff so you moved to center back after you came here right did you come did you when you came to camp um did you come here as a six uh originally yeah and then eventually i just got pushed back because i think we were low on center backs and then they just put me there. Well, and your first your first time in camp with us was not uh, was not before you turned pro. It was when you were in the PDL. You came down, didn't you come down for the municipal game? Yeah, in 2019, they yeah. invited me in for that. And I I think you I, I'm not if I'm not mistaken, I think you had played like the Friday night and then played the Sunday or played the Saturday night and then played the Sunday. I played the Saturday night and then played the Sunday. Which is wild. How long did you drive and how much did you sleep? Because you were playing in North Carolina, if I'm remembering correctly, somewhere like that. Yeah, a team called uh, NC Fusion. It's in Winston Salem or something. You know, like that. that's where Chris Nugent was coaching. Yeah. Did you know him from before? I didn't know him from before, but he's good friends with uh, Chris Williams, who's the coach there. Okay, gotcha. Nice. Because we just talked to him last week on the pod, and it was uh, it was interesting to like hear about North Carolina Fusion. So you were playing there. They call they call you down. So did you drive all night? Uh. I don't really remember, but I'm pretty sure I I left in the morning around like six o'clock and got 
to chat around noon. Because that game was an afternoon game, I think, like maybe 4 o'clock or something. Yeah, it was something like that. And then you started, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, I played... I think you played on... A, 80 minutes. Yeah, you played pretty close to the 90. Jesus. And then we... I remember, cause I remember like, we were, I was talking to either Fuller or Bill after the game. I don't remember who. And they were like, yeah, that you know that guy, Nick, he just came in. You know, we're looking at him for a center back. Like, he's a good player. He played... Uh, he actually played in PDL last night. And I was like, oh, okay. And they're like, yeah, he, went, he played 90 minutes last night. Pretty good to play uh, almost 90 minutes today, too. Yeah, no joke. Yeah, I wasn't actually supposed to play 90 minutes in the, the game before. Really? But they just kept me in. So you had, like, a deal worked out, like, hey, I'm going to work out with this team. Can I, like, yeah? can you do me a solid and, you know, play me 45? Yeah, I thought the coaches talked it out, but <laughs> stuff happens. Clearly. Not. Wait, did you guys win the night before? Do you remember? Yeah, we won. Uh, so that was the uh, that was probably the thing. It was a close game. I think we won 2-1 or 1-0 or something. Now, in the PDL, were you playing center back or six? Uh, I went back and forth. So that year, it was a bit where, like, some people would show up and some people wouldn't. So I would always get thrown around center back or six. But, I mean, I don't mind either one. It's basically the same thing. So was it, uh, and I know we're jump, we'll jump back to, like, a little more chronologically, but this last season when you ended up back at the six, was that, like, a return home? Did that feel good? Or was it like, oh, sh- shit, I got to run again? Like, what, what was it? Uh, a little bit of both. I mean... The running was, it shocked me at first because I was like, I mean, I've been playing center back for I don't know how many games and you don't run that much as a center back or at least it's just different types of running. Mm -hmm. Whereas a six, it's more explosive and quick. So it definitely took me, took me for a surprise. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you'll, uh, you never know. Maybe you'll get some time there this year. Who knows? Okay. So going back college, where'd you go to college? Uh, at first, I went to Lincoln Memorial, Lincoln Memorial University, and then after two years, I transferred to uh, East Tennessee State University. Uh, where's Lincoln Memorial? Harrogate, Tennessee. Oh, nice. Where's Harrogate, Tennessee? I couldn't tell you. <laughs> it's a little small town. I keep hearing about cities in Tennessee that are not like super tiny that I've never heard of before. They keep. I've, I learned that there was a place called Morristown this this week actually yeah that i'm pretty sure that's kind of close to harrogate tennessee yeah i don't know where harrogate is but i've, I've definitely seen it before i've driven through or, or seen it on a map i don't know I, I know of its existence it's right on the border of uh kentucky okay to go to the walmart you had to drive into kentucky, kentucky yeah. okay solid and the walmart was the place to hang out that one <laughs> one of those towns <laughs> yeah that is a taco bell that was over there yeah hey i love hey, nothing beats a taco thank bell you i there. agree i agree uh, so how did how did you end up at ETSU? Was that just like were you close enough? Did you know somebody? Like, um, so the year, my sophomore year, we had a I had a friend on the team, not sophomore year, freshman year. Keegan Sanders ended up transferring after my after my uh, freshman year, and then he went to ETSU, and then. That's how I, you know, knew about it. So then I just followed him basically, and I ended up there. Nice. Enjoy your time there. You were and you were there at the same time as Cam. Yeah, I was at the same time as Cam. Yeah. Did you guys graduate at the same time? Uh, or the same like the same year theoretically? Yeah. So like that was a uh, that was a big. You guys were good. Like I know you guys had some ups and downs, but you guys didn't you beat North Carolina or tie North Carolina when they were one of the top teams in the country? Yeah. Or was that before you got there? 
I was there, but I was hurt. Oh. That was my first year. I broke my foot like three games in. Jesus. That sucks. How was that recovery? Uh, it wasn't it was six months, so it wasn't, well, not six months, probably like four. Wasn't too bad. I just went to the gym, lifted, and ate a lot of food. <laughs> Speaking of which, I think I don't, I've heard this, and I don't want to get it from you because I think it was Fuller that told me, you know, you never know what Fuller might tell you. Uh, he likes a good story. Um, but I, I think you, what, what do you weigh now and what did you come into camp at? Or, or were you coming into camp at your first year here? My first year here, probably around 228, 230, probably. Hell yeah. I was big you know, boy. I was, I was a big boy. Oh, you're how tall? 6'2". Yeah. It's probably where the name uh, Big Country comes from. And then now I'm around like, I fluctuate between 206 and 209 right now. What'd you do to take off the, sounds like almost 30 pounds? Uh, I watched my diet a bit more, but I mean, I just ate like a lot less. And I also ran every day, five days a week. So that pretty much took care of it. Did it come off pretty quick? Yeah, when it's not supposed to be there, it tends to come <laughs> off quicker. <laughs> that Taco Bell diet in, uh, in college will get you. <laughs> that and the pizza and beer diet. So on that topic, what do you, I don't remember a time since you've been with CFC that you've been hurt to where you're, I know you've had knocks and stuff, but where you're hurt to be out of a game. There was like, one game I came out okay. last, this past season. Okay. Like what, how do you, like, what do you do to stay so healthy or like, what's your focus to prevent injuries? To be completely honest, I don't really have like something I do to stay healthy. I mean, I try to hit a lot of legs mm -hmm. just to keep my muscles strong, but I don't really have like a, a routine or anything to keep my body healthy. I'm just lucky. Maybe it's just a hard headed. <laughs> or just knocking on some wood. I mean, some of it might be too, like in, in the, I don't know how you, and you correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if in college you're doing the same focus for like, uh, what's the, uh, it's not warm down. What's the day after recovery stuff? Like, do you think recovery stuff is more serious in the pros? Like theoretically? Um, it's a lot on you. So in college you had somebody always telling you, but here it's been, you got to really focus on it yourself. But. Yeah, I've never really focused on it too much. Kind of bad. I probably should. <laughs> hey, you're still 25, man. You got this. Also, hey, Or if you just don't think about it, it won't happen. That might be it. That might be it. Limit your running as well. There you go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Play center back. Center back's helpful. And Maybe if you're, that's the, if you're the one hitting someone, you're a lot less likely to get hurt than vice versa. So That's the way I look at it. Dude. Boom. That's That makes sense. Uh, who was your favorite soccer player growing up? Favorite soccer player has to be Paul Scholes. Nice. Plays for Manchester United. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm going to guess then uh, Manchester United, your favorite team? Yeah. I could. I, I think anyone that follows you on Instagram would actually know that. Tough uh, times. Scholes is one of the most underappreciated players ever. He's probably, he like, he very well may be like the best player that nobody ever talks about as being the best player. Also, didn't he retire? for like almost 18 months and then come back and a month later was like not only like passable, like good in the Premier League. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he came back and played against Manchester City. 
like the first game. game. <laughs> yeah, so it's even better than I remembered. I just remember him re- like coming back from retirement. I, d- I wasn't like a super big soccer fan when I was like, a little kid. So I hadn't been watching soccer that long that seriously when he came back. And I remember people talking about like how incredible it was. And he came back at what, 38 or something? Something yeah, like that. Yeah, something old. I don't like, remember exactly. What a, what a monster though. Like, yeah, he's, he's incredible. Everything he does. Now, what number do you wear in the pros? And what number did you wear in college? In college, I wore, at my first school, I wore 20. And then ETSU, I wore eight. And then here, I wear six. Why'd you pick those numbers? 20 just was a number I always wore growing up. Commonly used for an attacking midfielder. (laughs) And then as I got older, I started learning more about the positions and stuff. So I figured eight and six is kind of in that midfield range. So I think you wearing the eight is what made me think that you had played the eight at some point. That must have been it. I can see that. And then six, was that a, a choice when coming into the pros? You're like, all right, this is where I'm most likely to play. Like, I should just wear the six? Or was it just one of the numbers that was available? Surprisingly, it was one of the numbers that was available. I thought for sure that number would be gone. But I kind of knew coming into the pro world that I would be playing center back. So I'm not sure why I even picked six. I don't but know. But okay. I'll take huh? it. Fair. Yeah, true. So what other, besides center back and defensive midfielder, what other position would you have liked to play? Uh, I mean, that's an easy one. I would want to be a striker. No, no Nicky's being on the 10? <laughs> nah, I want to score goals. <laughs> so low-key, everybody on this podcast, including Matt Caniglia, wants you to play striker as well. So we support that. We we support it. Listen, if we don't sign a target man, it might be you. Late game, like it was a couple times last year. We're uh, front office. We're signing a petition. So, change.org. There'll be there'll be nineteen signatures from all the people that listen to this podcast. <laughs> that that's very generous numbers. <laughs> uh, if everybody tells all their families, if all the listeners tell all their families, uh, let's switch gears a little bit. First impressions of Chattanooga when you first got here. Had you been here before? Uh, no, I've never been here other than to try out for uh, CFC. So what was your first kind of impressions when you got here? Um, my first impression was that I really liked it. I mean, I liked the people, the fans and the city. It was I'm not a fan of huge cities. Mm. So a smaller city like this, I kind of enjoyed. So yeah, I mean, I had a good first impression of it. Nice. And uh, now you've been here you've been here for a little while. You just went home for the off season. What was the thing that you missed most about being here? Or were you just like, I'm so happy to be home? Um, I mean, I was happy to be home, obviously. See my family and my uh, dog. But the one thing I probably missed was just being around, you know, playing soccer with, you know, obviously you become friends with a lot of the guys. So sharing those moments on the field and obviously the fans too. They make it a pretty incredible experience in Finley. That's so I'd say the fans. If I had to pick good, one. Good man. Yeah. We will take all the flattery in this podcast. <laughs> games at games at Finley are a lot of fun. I hope and I hope that this year they're even more fun. We're gonna hopefully we'll be back in even rowdier. Um Jean jackets, yay or nay? Nay. 
not gonna, not gonna find you in double denim, Canadian tuxedo. Never. You, you would look so good in a <laughs> denim jacket. I'll have to try it, but you've got on to. my own. Are you are you a sweats kind of guy? I mean, I see you're wearing like a like a nice set of actually not that different from the ones I'm wearing. Uh, like <laughs> they joggers, I guess. Ones. What are these called? Like, I don't even know. But yeah. they're like sweatpants, but like they're not the like sweatpants you get from Walmart. They're like more tapered or whatever. I mean, I like to stay in more athletic clothes because I'm always, I'm either working out, training, or coaching. So I tend to stay in athletic clothes. It's more comfortable. What kind of coaching are you doing? Uh, I'm over at Macaulay right now. Nice. Coaching the high school team, working with the, the back line. And then in the CFC Academy, they offer, you know, a bunch of like recreational clinics and stuff that I'll be uh, working with a couple of other guys on the team. Nice. Are you enjoying the Macaulay work? Working with the kids? I've only been there twice because it just recently started and we had that Memphis trip about two days ago. But, yeah, I mean, it's uh, definitely cool to learn from a, a coach and uh Kush. I don't know if you've ever uh, met him before. but I have, yeah. I don't know. If, I've never interacted with him on a soccer thing. I, I met him outside of that. But, yeah, he, he has a lot of ideas and stuff that, be pretty cool to learn from so i'm excited for it nice is coaching something you think you would want to do in the future i haven't fully decided i'm kind of like 50 50 i might do it i might not but if i don't i'll probably be working at like ups or something after i'm done playing do that or coaching you get so. to wear the six shorts all day long <laughs> and you get to be sta- you get to stand on grass or turf I mean, or in a truck. Oh, I was talking about coaching. You were thinking about the sweet, the those sweet uh, brown shorts. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I guess see where you're Dude, going GPS now. GPS is way cooler than being a coach. Also, they actually make probably make way more money than uh, people being. And you get coaches. exercise. People don't understand how much they make. They make pretty they, good money. They yeah. make very good. Money. Work very hard though. And yeah. they and UPS has very good benefits too. Very very good bennies. Keeps, Shout out keeps UPS. you busy. Keeps you busy too. So, oh, I mean, I you like that. you never see those guys wear those shorts, and you never see one that doesn't have like if their legs aren't jacked, they're at least like very, very like in shape. But you just look at them, you're like, man, like you just not like ever sit down. I remember my uh, yeah, our UPS guy was jacked. Um, now we know what you do in your free time. Me, I stare <laughs> at UPS guys. Uh, oh, a question I didn't ask, and I should have asked earlier. How did you end up getting connected to CFC? Like, and then how did you end up, like, did you try out after that and make the team through tryouts, like through an invitational, through open tryouts? Like, how does that, how did that work? I first got connected. I mean, everybody knows him. Cam Woodfin, you know, CFC. Everybody does know Cam. He kind of, yeah, he's, he's a cute boy. (laughs) Shout out Cam uh, in the land down under. I hope he's a, hope he's scoring a goal right now because it's probably tomorrow. There right now. Keep going. Uh, yeah, so Cam always would bug uh, Fuller and uh, Bill Elliott about me and always say that he knows a player, you know, that's good and stuff like that. So eventually they uh, took his advice and they invited me for that game in 2019. And then after that, they invited me to the invite-only tryout. And then after that, they invited me in the preseason and then I was on trial for maybe four or five months. And it was the year COVID hit as well. So that was a bit tough. But after four or five months, I got signed. Because you were signed originally to an amateur deal, right? Yeah. 
And then, so I could play in that uh, Oakland game. Okay. And then during the lockdown, is that whenever you signed, like right before the Independent Cup, is that when you signed your pro deal? Yeah, when we got back, which was in, I think, July. Okay. Around that time, I came back. They uh, offered me a contract. And you've basically played every game since. Yeah, we've talked about that before, actually, on this podcast. But you, you played every minute of every game from that Oakland game until like f- the halftime of a game last season or whatever. Like it was mm-hmm. till Fuller, till Fuller ruined it. Yeah. Fuller did ruin it. The Detroit game right before we were going to play uh, LA force in the semifinals. Yeah. He played, he, he didn't start you and you played, I think you came in the second half or was it the opposite? No, I didn't start. And then I came in the second half. By the way, I was not, I was not in favor of bringing you in the second half that Detroit game as much as I wanted to beat them. Like I was, it was just, I wanted to win that LA Force game, um, but it all worked out, kind of. I mean, you didn't get hurt, so like, it, it worked out. Um, yeah, f- pizza. What is your favorite type of pizza? It's very normal, but pepperoni pizza. Who makes the best pepperoni pizza in Chattanooga so far for you? Uh, I haven't tried too many places, but I'd have to go with Pizza Bros. Big fan of Pizza Bros. I mean, that's fair. It was basically your backyard for the whole right. last year. I I can understand how you would definitely be a fan. Also, it's just super. Good. Yeah, it's super good pizza. I'm just saying, I, if I was there, I I wouldn't have kept off the thirty pounds you kept off. <laughs> if I lived right, and there. you guys moved to the other side of town, and you can go to a different Pizza Bros now. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> right right up the street. Yeah, it's perfect. And there's also crust, which I haven't eaten in forever. But you got to try crust, which is at the bottom of that hill. I think tried it last year with uh, Juan and Cam. What'd you think? It was okay. They yeah. they have a lot of re- they had a lot of restrictions because of COVID and stuff. So I don't think they were at their full capability of supplying pizza and stuff. That's fair. And then so now you need to go the Red Bank direction and go to Pizza Cortile. Okay, it's very good. It might it might be the best in town. Yeah, it's very good. Southside Pizza is my favorite, but Pizzeria Cortile is also it's a big awesome. statement. It is. I agree. Jay would agree with me. He eats there like once a week. He's he's actually a regular there. Uh, how do you feel about pineapple on pizza? No. Thank you. Just shouldn't happen. Boom. Put it on the board. It's the first one in a while I've lost. Seltzer versus beer? Uh, beer. So you're, you're, didn't, uh, didn't make the Fuller switch? No, no, no. Fuller did that to try and lose weight. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it worked for him. Oh, yeah. That and I, I guess not eating anything or something because he also lost a bunch of weight. Uh, what would you name a boat if you had a boat? Boat. That's a tough question. I think you should name it Speed Racer. That's fair. I'd either name it The Big Country or Spunky. There you go. Name it after yourself. I like it. Yeah. Like it. I mean, it's my boat, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> might as well. You for sure should. What's the best purchase you've made in the last year? Hundred bucks or less. So it might be like a electric shaver, so you don't have to shave, or could be like a pair of headphones to work out with, or like what's your like number one? Maybe not number one. But you know what I mean? Like, what's one of your favorite purchases the last year? Less the than hundred bucks has to be the best purchase. Yeah. So it can't. Be, it, I, don't, I don't want you to be like, well, I bought a new car. Like you know, something that other people might be able to make. Oh, I could snag one of those. Or that's a good idea. That's another tough question. Hard-hitting questions on this podcast. Yeah, I can tell. I see I can't say the TV because that's boring. 
Yeah, you be Matt is what you be, or Smitty, who brought one, bought one last two years ago. Uh, no, I three years ago one since I've been in Chattanooga. Maybe it was right like before. Maybe five, five okay. years ago. Was maybe we were just talking about buying one. I just got a nice TV, and it was an open box deal, so I didn't even spend that much. Still Very trying frugal. to think. I don't have like three TVs. Like and, and the hundred, the hundred dollars or less, like is makes it a little harder, but also makes it fun. I did buy an electric shaver though. Yeah. So I mean, that's a good purchase, but. Other than that, I, I'm going to be honest. I can't think of it. Yeah, no worries. We'll, we'll say the electric shaver. Breezy. So we haven't talked about this for a while. What is, what's yours? That's a good question. Um, so cheating a little bit, the headphones for the studio have made this a lot different. You know, we were, we were doing without headphones and poor Nick's getting absolutely just taken advantage of by both my dogs now who are just standing on top <laughs> of them, getting the full Toby experience right now. Um, Pro, yeah, probably. Actually, no, no. It's this seven dollar uh, mouse right here. Completely changed. Uh, so I had a mouse before that was like a you know fifteen dollar mouse or whatever. It was battery powered and it kept going dead all the time and it was super annoying and I don't know why it kept going dead. And it was so that's the cheapest mouse possible. Like the cheapest one on Amazon. I think it was six bucks or seven bucks, and it just works. And I don't have to use the stupid trackpad all the time. So yeah, that's my that's I'm a my big best. fan of the Roku's too. Oh yeah, which yeah. one did you? Did you get one of the streaming sticks? Or something like that. that. And then I also have a TV that's just built in Roku. Nice. That's what I wanted when I bought my last TV. Big fan. That's really cool. Yeah, it it makes everything much simpler. I'm going to cheat and go over $100, because I think I spent like $150 on it. But I got a nice-ass computer chair. Like It's ergonomic and shit, and it's perfect, because I work from home now. And I was just sitting in like a regular chair. Like It was an office chair, but it was like more of a decorative chair you just push them off your neck if you want it's a game changer absolute game changer if you work from home invest in yourself and get a good chair it makes everything easier so you're saying i shouldn't be sitting in this chair i'm sitting in right now i mean how how many hours a day are you sitting in that chair uh today i sat in it like 12 hours because i'm I'm neck deep in i'm neck deep in in taxes but uh normally like 30 minutes a day if, if that that's gross um you might want to get you a better chair then i might need to i might need to it's a good point. Uh, what percentage of the game? This is a, a question from producer Jay. You'll be the f- only the second person to answer this question on this podcast. What percentage of the game do well, you the, think the question was not answered last time you asked it? Uh, that's true. Very, okay, very non. So you actually be the first one um, to, to answer this question. What percentage of the game is mental, and what percentage is physical? Do you think mental and physical? Hmm. Mental, I'd say about sixty percent. And then physical, probably 40. I could, that may actually makes a lot of sense. So what's the toughest part about the mental side of the game? Um, I mean, it depends if, you know, on the field, you know, just always being wired in. And if you're off the field, just having to be, you know, just say you're on the bench or something like that, you know, you have to be able to, mentally deal with it and train just as hard as if you were, you know, starting every game or something like that. I mean, if you're on the field mentally, you know, you're happy and stuff like that, but you you got a lot more uh, responsibility when you're on the field with having to impress the fans and win games. So mentally you have to be switched on. So I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it a step further because you're a very physical player. 
is what I would say you're probably most of the time the most physical player. So of the physicality, how much of that is mental? Um, are you saying like getting stuck in? Yeah, like just wanting it. Like, or is it because of like your size and muscle and all that? I mean, yeah, mentally you got to be, you got to be, you know, I mean, you got to tell yourself, you know, you're going to win that challenge. You're going to outmuscle this guy. And I mean, that's a lot. For, I mean, that's easy for me, a bit easier for me just because I'm a bigger guy. I spend a little bit more time in the weight room and stuff. But yeah, just being. Just knowing you're going to beat that guy probably is the mental aspect you have to bring. So who can who can deadlift more, you or Cutler Coleman? Definitely Cutler. Cutler's Cutler's a tank. He's different, dude. I think he's a fire hydrant. He's a human fire hydrant. <laughs> yeah. He's he's half the size of of Nick as well. And Shorter arms helps in deadlifting, but also like his arms might be as big, bigger than yours. He's oh, they, yeah, they he's are. a he's a big boy. You know, We're becoming a big boy. He was, I don't know that he was when he got here. <laughs> he was he was up there, but he wasn't as that's, big as he is. That's there. what happens when you room with Hoff. He's bigger than Hoff. Yeah, well, but I, I don't think he ate a. I don't think he ate anything but uh, chicken and rice for uh, an entire season <laughs> or season and a half. However, was it or two? No, season and a half because he played. He got signed midway through the year, I think. Yeah. But yeah, what a what a monster! I'm I'm I miss I miss color. What's it like playing for Coach Rod so far? I know we're peek behind the curtain, and I don't know when I don't know when we'll release this. Maybe a, a few weeks. This may go in the in the queue. But what's it like playing for Coach Rod so far? We're I think you're seven or eight tra- training sessions in, maybe. Um. Yeah. So far, I mean, it's good. I mean, he's he's a very intense and passionate coach. So training sessions are, you know, demanding. Which you know is always good because it makes the games easier, and he's he pays a lot to. Uh, Pays attention a lot to uh, detail, which is good as well. But I mean, yeah, I'm enjoying it. He's he's a good coach so far. Did you know him at all before this? No, I had no no idea who he was. What's the biggest difference between this year? It doesn't have to be like a positive or negative thing, but just you know, like what's the biggest difference between this year and last year? So far, we know it's early. Um, just just a little bit. Just the details so far of the game. Probably Rod spends a lot a lot more uh time on like details of you know how we're gonna play. Where maybe last year we a bit more of we were expected to know how to play and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. What kind of fitness level's been expected so far? And again, I know it's early. Um, I mean, so far everybody everybody came back, you know, pretty pretty in shape, and I mean, he expects because we're gonna play very you know aggressive type of soccer, especially when we don't have the ball. So the fitness levels have to be pretty high. If they're not, I mean, we won't be able to play the way we want to play. How did you How did you keep your fitness level up in the off season? Uh, I actually had a trainer. That would uh, just come out to the field and run me five days a week, four days a week for about a month and a half, I think it was. What kind of stuff? Um, Just different types of shuttle runs, different types of interval running, just all of it. And then we do a bit of technical stuff after it. 
Gotcha. So it was, he it had a soccer like element to it, but it wasn't. Uh, yeah, it was soccer specific. It wasn't just going out there and running miles and miles. How do you get a lot of your cardio in? Is it just through like soccer stuff, or do you have like just like dedicated running time? Uh, I for me, I mean, I find fitness a bit tougher compared to probably a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. I've You're felt- also like twice the size of most guys. So right, <laughs> yeah. like. <laughs> I'm six, six, I'm six, yeah, I'm six, six foot two, fifteen. Like running is not the easiest thing in the world. Yeah, I mean, I've felt that I've had to definitely work twice as hard. Yeah, but usually, yeah, I give. Usually, if I go out to the field, like this past um, break, I spend probably thirty minutes just straight, just doing different runs, and then thirty minutes with the ball. Do you like to do interval runs or just like steady state? I'm not a fan of steady state running. So, like, if you tell Preach. me to go run three, four miles, I'll <laughs> probably say no. Yeah. I played basketball, and everybody ran, like, two or three miles for basketball. I just I couldn't. I never did it. I would set up cones, and I would do sprints back and forth. Like, I'll do suicides. That's fine. I'm not, I'm not jogging three miles ever. I feel like that's better. Like, it, more, it relates more to the game. Oh, yeah, for just sure. Just running miles. Yeah. Oh, and, there, and there's anaerobic. There's an anaerobic quality to it. It's not just aerobic, which I I did. So taekwondo is the thing I did probably I guess the highest level, and like it's all sparring's all anaerobic. So like if you if you go run ten miles, will that help you? Of course it will help you. Like just being in better cardiovascular shape will help you. But that explosive, you know, that explosive kicking and punching and and coming in and out like pretty quickly. If you don't, if you're not doing that sort of training, like sprints essentially, like you won't like your aerobic activity suddenly doesn't mean much and i would imagine soccer's got a, a chunk of that as well I, I'm, I'm sure you do a lot more aerobic than than t- kicking and punching but you're gonna have like those quick sprints that if you're not ready for explosive work like it'd be tough yeah especially when you get into like physical battles with people on the field like that tends to get me way more tired than just sprinting down somebody and there's some there's some big old boys there certainly is uh, how do you, we, we actually, you, you answered both of those questions I was going to ask. Uh, do you listen to music or podcasts or anything like that when you work out? Assuming that somebody's not working you out, like if you're lifting in the gym or whatever else. I'll listen to music while I uh, lift and run on the treadmill and stuff. Good. So not a total psycho. People, people who don't listen to music, uh, I think we agree on this podcast are total psychos. Absolute Dep- psychopaths. Depends, like, on, depends on the day. Like podcasts are okay. Yeah. But like, so there are some people like, I like to hear the sound of my feet hitting the pavement. It's like, no. Come on, man, get out of here. Those people got to go. You know, you know. Yeah, actually, you know who started that was Caleb Cole on this podcast. Caleb Cole. Cam lit him up. We all lit him up for that. Um, but you know, we love you, Caleb Cole. But probably a psychopath. He he also he also uh, pees with his his pants around his ankles. So <laughs> it tells you all you need to know. We miss you, Caleb, so much. But also, uh, Cameron also Cameron murdered that poor boy on this podcast. Uh, that was a really fun podcast. Uh, listeners, if you want to listen to the podcast that almost got us not allowed to have players on the podcast anymore, you can go listen to that. I think it's episode number six. Um, do you have any soccer superstitions? No, I do not. None. Really? No, No, like, I, you know, a lot of guys like touch the ground before they come on the field. Like, not, yeah, none of that? No. Not any, any routines at all? Game day? Don't have to be superstitious, but like a way you like to start the game day? The only thing I can think of is... Cutler and uh, 
off last year got me into drinking uh monsters before each game Woo! So okay so i tend to be doing that a lot there you go that's the only thing i can think of yeah, but that's yeah. I wouldn't call that superstition. No. You weren't going. If I don't drink a monster today, we're not going to win because I drank a monster before our last win and it worked out. And I didn't drink one before our loss. I have thought to myself though, if I don't drink it, I'm not going to perform well though. <laughs> so we got a little so, bit of superstition. Then we found it bit. just a little bit, just a little bit. Um, favorite pregame meal? Do you eat right before the game, or are you one of those guys that eats like in the morning and doesn't eat till game time? I'll eat. So if I have a game at seven thirty, I'll probably eat around one o'clock. So. Usually, last year it would always be a pub sub. Hell yeah. Ch- chicken nice. tender. The, by the way, sub. that's the most Florida thing you've said on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Publix, is, Publix might be the best thing to come out of Florida. There is nothing better than a pub sub, and I will fight anyone who thinks pub subs are bad. I'll join you. That's true. Pub subs are the shit. They're so good. And like if, if, if I could get a Publix, if Publix wants to sponsor this podcast, like let's go. I would eat a, when I used to, I used to sell beer to grocery stores, exclusively grocery stores, and I used to get a pub sub. Probably once a week, or at least once every other week. But probably once a week, and I, I was struggling because I had a I had a Publix twice a week, and I would struggle to not get one every single time I went in. Dude, tell us how you really feel. Like I have, I don't know, I can't remember the last time I saw you get this excited. I like pub subs, bro. They're very, very, very good. Uh, favorite post game meal? It's definitely not pizza. What you get after every game? Every game. No, that's not that's not exclusive. That's not just a shot at Chattanooga. Every every place yeah, does pizza. Yeah, I think my favorite has to be like a like a Chipotle, like a Dos Bros or a Chipotle or something like that after the game. I know Dos Bros was a sponsor, and I think at least one game you guys had Dos Bros. I don't know if it was regular or not. I had it a couple times, and it was amazing. Hey, but Dos Bros, if you're listening, like get in that post game, uh, or Chipotle, or Chipotle. Hey, listen, I'll be honest. I like I don't love Chipotle. But I will, I will any place that has burritos. Like burritos are a top tier food. Like it's hard to have. It's like pizza. Like there are pizza. There is pizza I prefer, but I like all pizza. Same with burritos for me. Smitty, how do you feel about pizza and burritos? I don't eat burritos because I don't like beans. Like I've got this weird texture thing about beans. If I eat a bean, I will throw up. So I like. I understand that I'm missing out, and I wish that I wasn't. You know you can get it without the beans, right? Yeah, I was about to say you can get it without. The, oh, like, you pick what's on that burrito. Well, shit, bro. You can get like steak and like melted cheese if you want, and that's it. Well, that works. I'm a nacho guy, though. Okay, I always go nachos. Like, especially get some like. So if we go to Chipotle, on some nachos. So if we go to Chipotle, you'll eat some sort of nachos. Yeah, most likely. Okay, that's fair. Um, favorite beer at Chattanooga Brewing, preferably after a win. That's that's a tough one. I, I don't remember all the beers. Are you a light beer guy, dark beer guy? What's your favorite type of beer? Or or I don't know if favorite's even the right word, but like, what do you drink most often? I probably drink light beer more often, but I love a good Guinness. Amen. Yeah, I support that. Set, Saturday morning Premier League is not it not as good for you because it's on game day. But yeah. yeah, Sunday morning after a game. Have a, have a Guinness and, and watch Man United win, hopefully for you. Don't jinx it because well, <laughs> they've been struggling lately. <laughs> so I'm a really big Tottenham fan. Ooh. And I know. Um, <laughs> but so there were like three years when we were really good. And I am not a superstitious person, but I was because I felt like, like I started drinking Guinness 
um, uh, just like I would get cans of Guinness and I'd like, that's a great seven thirty in the morning breakfast and watch soccer. And I started doing that and we were good. And so I had to keep doing it. That was your soccer superstition. And I went from two Oh five to like two fifty because I was drinking two Guinnesses twice a week. And it, it was wild. Like it was so bad. Like I was traveling. We were at, it was for a Europa league game. We were at, um, my, my now wife's, um, mother-in-law's apartment and Spurs were down one to nothing against some team in like Azerbaijan or something. I don't even, it was no surprise there. Yeah, no, but (laughs) I cracked open like some shitty beer and I downed it in like the 88th minute and they scored two goals and one, I was like, well, shit, I can't stop now. So then I was like, I can't be 250 pounds. So I stopped drinking Guinness, and we've been pretty ass ever since. Well, you know what you have to do? I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. <laughs> well, then you're going to suffer. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> now, Nick, I, I'm going to ask you a leading question here, because we, we've asked this question in past seasons, the last two seasons. And, and the question is, who is the biggest trash talker on the team? And and your name doesn't always get brought up as number one, but it's always one of the names mentioned. So, uh, what what do you think? Ma- I'm gonna uh, make this a little bit different, but like, what do you uh, what do you think makes people say that about you? And and do you enjoy trash talking? Do you do you feel like you trash talk? Uh, I feel like I do it a bit. It's usually when say I take somebody down, and then I kind of stand over them, which probably you know makes them upset. Which it probably As would make, should. it would make me upset if someone did that to me. So they tend to say something, and then something in my head just goes crazy, and I just start <laughs> talking shit to them. So what? What's your what's your brand of trash talk? Are you like a psychological warfare guy, or are you just mean? Just mean. I, just I appreciate mean. that. You're a bit of a chirper, right? Like, like I've heard you. I've heard you at away games where you like you're like little, like oh yeah, man, whatever, bro. Okay, okay. Just like, just fucking with people. Like, I don't. I wouldn't say that. I don't. I don't really fuck with people too much. I know a lot of guys have tried to like get under my skin. I'm, I've done better where I just, just laugh it off and tell them just to shut the fuck up, stuff like that. But I wouldn't say I'm a chirper. No. Okay. Maybe to the ref. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that one. What What's the weirdest? thing that somebody has said to you when they were trying to trash talk you that you can repeat on this on a podcast what you can say anything you want on this podcast but several guys have been like i can't say what they said to me i wouldn't say the weirdest thing they've said but definitely the weirdest thing someone's done is stick a finger or try to stick a finger you know where where the sun don't shine yes that's a that's that's really trying to get inside your head, <laughs> inside you, literally. That's, oh. <laughs> I think. Uh, yeah, I gave him a big old elbow to the face. <laughs> did, you get a, did you get a foul? No, I, I don't think the ref saw any of it until after. You should have just bit your lip and told him to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not it, man. I can't do Oh, there's Smitty with the psychological warfare. I am, I am a hundred percent psychological. Any sport that I have ever played, I'm like living in whoever's head, completely <laughs> rent free. That is fantastic, uh, Nick. What is your, what do you think your best hidden talent is? 
everyone's at hidden talents, whether they want to admit it or not. So what's uh See, I don't agree with that. <laughs> what's a thing? Okay, let me put it to you this way. What's a thing that maybe people wouldn't guess about you that you can do? For example, Topher ended up being a comedian, right? Like that regular people wouldn't have known that he could write a uh, he could write like a couple jokes and then do it on a on a um, a documentary. Like doesn't have to be that same thing, but there's something that people be surprised. Are you a concert pianist and we don't know about it? Like no shot. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I don't I don't think I have one as much as no care no karaoke for you. No, no, no. I did it at Sing and Wing it once, and me and Kyle Carr were terrible. What did you guys sing? I forgot the name of it, and I'm pretty upset. <laughs> it was a song. Oh, I think it was Shallow. Okay, you remember that? Who was that, who was uh, who was Bradley Cooper and who was Lady Gaga? Thinking I was Lady Gaga. <laughs> That's the best part. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But, I, I would but, I would hundred percent be Lady Gaga. <laughs> that one. That's fair. So you you don't think you have any hidden talents? But I think you need to think about it because I I bet you do. I I want to ask. I wish I had other another teammate here to ask what your hidden talent is because you, sometimes guys are better telling it about somebody else. Yeah, that I can't think of any. What do you do in your free time when you're here? Um, I tend to uh, I play a lot of video games, and then I usually uh, I watch a lot of soccer because there's usually a lot on. But other than those two, I'll go to the gym a lot on my own. What and game? What games you like to play? Uh, a lot of people think it's childish, but Fortnite. Why? How is it childish, man? That's what I try to tell them. I've never played it. It's just a game. I like video games too much, so I just play. I have FIFA. That's the only game I own, and I I play that reasonably regularly, and I like it a lot. But I I I like video games too much. So I just don't buy any other ones, or I can't be a productive adult. So you've never played Fortnite? Mm-mm. I don't know. I've never seen... I guarantee you I would like it, for Wh- sure. What? I- w- when was the last time you played a video game that wasn't FIFA? Uh, a few months ago, I bought when I bought my PlayStation, I was so excited to try it, and the new FIFA wasn't out yet. So that first two weeks, I downloaded a couple games that were free. And I and I played a, I, like I randomly played a couple things for like half an hour each. Other than that, it's probably genuinely been like six years, eight, no longer than that, maybe a de- almost a decade. I got back from so I got back from Italy. I got married, and I I played a few video games. And I just realized like I couldn't have like a good marriage, be a productive adult, and like play because I just liked video games too much. So like I'm not saying like I have I have a problem, but I just knew like okay I'm not going to be able to like play Call of Duty for three hours every night because I'll, I'll want to do it for three hours every night and like accomplish things I want to accomplish. So I just said, I'm going to play FIFA. And it, I, if since I play it every week, or not every week, excuse me, every year, I stay good enough at it that I can still be competitive. I can go to your house meeting, like we can play and mm-hmm. I'm good enough to play. And then I just don't play anything else. Do you play FIFA? Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. The, that's the one game I've always I want to say we, we've heard from a couple of guys that you're... One of the best, if not the best. We we used to ask guys who's the best FIFA player on the team. It used to be one of the questions. I'd, I'd put myself up there. We heard Coloco was, used to be pretty good. Yeah, but he he played so much that if he wasn't good, that'd be bad. <laughs> It'd be embarrassing if he yeah. didn't win all the time. Like I I go off and on with like Fortnite and FIFA, so like sometimes I'll go for like a week. I'll just mm-hmm. play Fortnite straight, and then the next week I'll put FIFA in there a little bit. But yeah, Coloco, he 
That was the only game he played. And when you play FIFA, what do you play? Do you play online? Do you play Ultimate Team? Do you play Career? What do you do? I've tried to get into Ultimate Team, but it's just so tough and frustrating sometimes because you have the worst players mm -hmm. on your team, and you get matched up with like a guy that's like bought right the best players, spent thousands. Yeah, of and, dollars. You, and you're just sitting there like, I can't compete with this. So typically, I play online. I try to get into like Division One or Two. My guy. That's how I play. Smitty, what do you play? Are you back to playing Ultimate Team or are you still playing career mode? I haven't played Ultimate online? Team because I didn't feel like spending any money. Um, like, I would never spend a lot of money, but I have to manage my time because I'm, like, obsessive about things. So I would play, like, in Ultimate Team, I would play the the player market like it was a like oh yeah i remember market. this like i'll buy low sell like i'll catch players that are hot and then like buy them under market value and then sell them and make a bunch of coins that way but like i would spend like three or four hours a day i'd have the app on my phone and i'm like doing it while i'm at work so it's ridiculous do you guys ever play the the new mode on there with uh alex hunter yes that was fun that was I'm that sad was it nice. went away yeah i haven't i didn't play it last time that was a lot of fun. so i only play online like you're talking about i play seasons I'm in division. I just got into division four, and I'm one game away from. If I win my next game, uh, I played a couple uh, two nights ago for a few hours, and if I win my next game, I'll go to division three, which I haven't been in division three. I've been in division three before, but it's been probably two fifas. So not very good, are you? No, I'm not great. <laughs> I'm not great. I'm I'm still. I got the PS5 now though, so I'm I'm enjoying the new like because I was I've been an Xbox guy forever, and the I, the PS5 is nice, and I'm finally figuring out how to score on this FIFA. Because I still haven't figured that one out. Should try the Alex Hunter. Alex Hunter is, is the mode on this one too. Mm -mm. Should no, no. They they replaced it with Volta. Ugh. Yeah, Volta is really really fun though. If you play with uh, all with, friends. with all friends on the same team, so yes. like there's no computer controlled players. It's really fun. So you're like four on four or three on three, but you don't have three. The other team could be computers, but you've got three humans. So us four, us three could play, and you play three on three. And so you, we're all the ones controlling. It's great because there's no computer interference. Like, no, like, oh, what a bad, you know, run. What a stupid whatever. Like, it's fun. It is. Yeah. Like, Matt Breezy, Taylor, and I will just get hammered and play Survival Volta. So, like, when you score, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, the player that scored gets subbed off and you, you're playing down a man. And it, dude, it's so much fun. And then if you it's score fun. again, you play down a man again. And then, if, and if you, so anyway, that, that, the idea is to obviously win while playing down. It's fun. So you guys get hammered while you do it? Oh, yeah, 100%. Do you guys, like, play, like, a little drinking game with it, or you just drink? We just drink. We drink enough that we would not need to play a drinking game. Like, a drinking game would, would be unsafe. Also, I'm a little too day. old for drinking games. You're never too old for Pish drinking posh. games. I, <laughs> I just, like, I, I feel drinking games the next day too much. Heard that. So, like... I'm 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 like I don't hate drinking games like they were fun I just don't do them much I I but yeah we we usually just you know and you drink at the same time right somebody scores everybody high fives and everybody drinks real quick and then sets down their control and like grabs your controller again it's it's that and then if you're playing Volta the goals are like quick so I heard a rumor I heard a rumor uh -oh. yeah man um, Cam Woodfin beat you in a game of FIFA <laughs> such a lie he's not he's not <laughs> known as the best FIFA player. He's never beat me in FIFA. He just likes to tell everybody that. That's not what the grapevine has said. <laughs> I, I'm not going to confirm who who's, who has and has not said it, but... It was probably Cam. 
I can't confirm that. <laughs> Cam's in Australia. I don't even know if they have reception there. Um, so what? what is better, King of the Hill or Family Guy? Family Guy. My guy. Tell me more. Uh, like why? I just think Peter and Stewie are hilarious. Like all their jokes are just funny. And King of the Hill is more like kind of dry humor. Mm-hmm. Where Family Guy is just... They crack jokes 24-7, which is great. It's just joke on joke on joke yeah. on joke on joke. King and of the Hill is too dry for me, but I, I still love it. I mean, me and Cam would, he, we were roommates last year. Me and him probably watched, we watched every episode of each family guy. We watched the every episode, and then we switched over to King of the Hill, watched every episode. That's a lot of episodes. Yeah. Family yeah. Guy's gone on for a long time. It's like 22 seasons, I think, something like that. Yeah, every, every day in, in the living room. After training. Just leave it on. Yeah, we just leave it on. Usually you end up taking a nap. <laughs> good good for recovery. Good. Yep. My favorite thing about Family Guy is like sometimes they have jokes that just go on for entirely way too long. And then it becomes funny again. It's, it's so long that it's like, okay, dude, this is awkward. And then it keeps going. And then it gets incredibly funny. Like, you remember the episode where Peter falls and scrapes his Yes, yes. it's exactly it. That's exactly <laughs> yes. it. We're, like, halfway. That, Lois falls, hits her chest. Like, <laughs> like those, like, oh, my gosh. And the best so part is uh, how they treat Meg. Yeah. That's, that's hilarious. Horrible. <laughs> yeah, it's so bad. It's bad, but, like, shut up, Meg. Like, that's all you ever hear. It's just, it's, it's so funny. And the, the jokes do continue through different whatever. And they take shots at everyone all the time, usually for no reason. Like, there'll be some random person that you've never heard of. Like, I don't know if you've ever done this, but, like, sometimes there'll be a joke that happens, and I'll be like, I kind of got that, and then I'll pull out my phone and Google who somebody is just to, like, try to figure out, like, a joke. Like, it's just, I I have, that writer's room has to be insane with them just being like, you know what we could do? <laughs> like, because they're cutaways, the most absurd cutaways. Like, you know, they, they'll be in a scene, and they'll be like, that would be like if, and then invent insane scenario. Like, I don't know. Seth MacFarlane has a, he's a big Star Trek fan, um, the creator of, of Family Guy. He has a Star Trek like show called The Orville. It's on Hulu if you've never seen it. So it's like, it's got a lot of Family Guy type humor with a lot of Star Trek type sci fi premise. How it's many really shows cool. does this guy have? It's really good. I don't know. Is it a, is it a, it's has it been out action. for a while? Uh, a couple of years. There's two, se- two, three seasons. That's crazy. It's really good. Uh, so we're going to guess your favorite Netflix show currently. Netflix-ish, right? Favorite show to watch right now is uh, is going back to Family Guy, or you watch something different now? I wouldn't go with Family Guy. I'd go with, uh, have you ever heard of it, All American? Hmm. Uh, yes. It, no. It was a CW kind of so. series. What is that? Um, it's just about this uh, young high school kid grows up in the hood and plays football and eventually he's really good at it nice. he's then he transfers to a, a beverly hills private school and meets new people and just a bunch of drama random oh, drama cool. thrown in there a little friday night lights-esque like yeah nice how many seasons of that are there i think there's three or four still going on i think they're trying to keep it going on but i haven't kept up with it after I like to wait, so like the it appears on like CW like mm-hmm. every Monday, but I don't really like to watch it like that. I like to wait till it's all out, so I can just binge watch it. Always, always. 
Yeah. Uh, but just don't be as bad as Breezy and wait until an entire series is out and then yeah. like, oh, I'm going to watch it now. And then like, you know, Game of Thrones has been out for several years um, and he will uh, spoiler alert you He's like, guys, spoilers, spoilers, guys. I haven't made it that far yet. <laughs> like, bro, <laughs> that's true. It's been out for three years. Uh, I mean, the, the, that show's been over for like forever. Uh, the one I'm currently spoil like telling people don't spoil me spoil me on is uh, Ted Lasso because I'm in season two, but I'm only like a couple episodes in, and I haven't watched an episode in months. But I need to like, yeah, I need to catch up. That's that's a show that I reluctantly started watching, and it's really really good. Uh, favorite restaurant in Chattanooga for a date? Oof. If you're gonna if you're gonna try to impress somebody, I've been on many of those lately. Ladies, let's just be serious. There's no ladies listen to this podcast. <laughs> not even our mothers. It's, it's. I hope not. It's been a. It's, it's a bunch of dudes that look like us. I wouldn't say it's a more of a restaurant. I'd probably go to. What's the place? Is it called? Is it called Whiskey Business that overlooks the the Whiskey Thief? Whiskey well, Thief. The one on top of that uh, really nice hotel. Yeah, yeah, that place I'd, is nice. I'd probably take somebody there. Good views, yeah. good drinks, good cocktails. Nice. Uh, do you have a favorite Chattanooga restaurant? I wouldn't say favorite, but if I had to go somewhere, it's either State of Confusion or uh, Pizza Bros. Going back to the Pizza Bros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are very good places. Listen, Pizza Bros grew on me a lot over this last couple of years. I was a hater for a while. Slice of pizza, a pint. It's cheap. It's cheap and it's good. Dude, exactly. the fried ravioli. Oh yeah! Oh my God! The yeah. fried ravioli. Yeah, the garlic bread. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so good, so good. Uh, do you have a favorite spot in Chattanooga, like just to chill? I know Ryan Marcano used to take everyone, and it may not have only been him, but up to Sunset Rock or whatever. Do you have a place that you like to go and chill? Doesn't have to be Sunset Rock. Uh, if I had to pick somewhere, I don't really have a favorite spot, but because usually it's my couch in the living room. But I can appreciate that. Yeah, I just love chilling in the living room watching TV. But I'd probably go down uh, to Coolidge Park, right by the water, just hang out. Nice. You fish? I do not fish. I don't either. I tried to when I was younger, but never like stuck. Yeah. Uh, people. Some people are really into fishing. It's not my thing, but like people like like yeah, I like to go by. You know, like Red's got a uh, kayak that he fishes on. Like, like I mean, respect it, but like not my thing. I just wouldn't want to. I don't want to touch the fish and Same. take it off the hook. Like I'm, not, I'm not a fan of that. Also, I don't want to. I don't want to have a challenge. Like when I say a challenge, like I don't. I don't know. It just doesn't like fishing. Doesn't like do it for me. Like if I we're get, gonna go up, I get too bored too easy. Yeah. Like I, I don't like to be alone with my thoughts either. So that's I wouldn't go alone though. Yeah, you want to go with people, but people go alone. <laughs> people go sit on the side of the yeah side of the freeway or whatever and fish. Um, what in Chattanooga have you not done yet? Maybe you haven't had time. Maybe you haven't had people to go with. Maybe the pandemic's kept it closed. Whatever that you're hoping you get to do. I haven't been to the aquarium. I want to do that. Definitely. I haven't been to the Chattanooga Zoo either. Solid. Very I, solid. I need to go there. I haven't been to the zoo in years. The giraffes are so cool. Like my wife and I went this last fall, I think. And we hadn't been since they had the giraffes. The giraffes. I didn't giraffes. know they had giraffes. Yeah, dude. It's pretty sweet. Where where is it? Where's the zoo? It's over by um uh what's the park over there? 
Warner Park. Do you, you remember where uh, the, you know the UTC rec fields are, yeah. where we had the tryouts? I think the season yeah, that you I was, tried? I was just there. Yeah, so that it's training. almost the, like it's. I mean, it's a block from there essentially. Yeah, it's like, really close. If if you go up to the next road up, which is central, Golds? once it's across the street from <laughs> everybody yeah. has to go to Allen Gold. Oh yeah, no! If you go to Allen Gold, go with Smitty. Go with Smitty. <laughs> it's, go with me. it's a better experience with him. Um, <laughs> go with Zeka. Don't go at all. Don't go at all. No, actually. Alan Gold's a great time. Uh, actually, across, actually, don't ruin it. No one go to Alan Gold's. Golds. We will go to Alan Gold's. No one else go to Alan Gold's, so we can have fun. Uh, have you been to Rock City yet? I have not. Oh. So you're, as Jay says, so you're a real Chad Nugent. You no. can in ten years you'd be like, yeah, I still haven't been to Rock City. I disagree. I disagree so hard because my wife and I go like once or twice a year. We love Rock City. See, I think Ruby Falls is super dope. I think Rock City's lame. No, dude, Rock City is the greatest place in Chattanooga. Been to Ruby Falls. Haven't been either. So if you get if family comes to visit you and you want to like do a touristy thing, I think Ruby Falls is cool. Also, like if you're doing a touristy thing with other people to take, like Rock City's all right. Aquarium's cool. Rock City's a fucking blast, and it's even better. <laughs> it's even better. It like what makes what's better than Rock City? Rock City at Christmas time with Christmas lights. It's incredible. It does sound amazing. I have done the Christmas light thing, but I just I don't even care. I, I don't know. I'm not big on Christmas lights. It's whatever. Like I, they're fine. I don't hate them. Just you're what doesn't do I can't I can't get behind the whole Christmas lights like driving through like a little yeah yeah no that's so boring not my thing but Rock City Christmas lights but you can walk through them at Rock City fucking right (laughs) it's great (laughs) what's your what's your favorite non soccer sport uh basketball hundred percent you have a team it used to be the Magic but uh, they're really bad now yeah so I'm kind of I kind of follow LeBron big fan of LeBron just because. Everybody hates on him, but he's like, mm-hmm. he maybe the greatest of all time. Yeah, and he does nothing wrong. Yeah, most of the time. That's that's why I like him. I like him more because everyone hates him. Because like, what they right. hate him for no reason. Exactly. Or like, if they're like, they don't have real reasons for it. Like, I understand like if he if he plays on the opposing team that you hate, that like if you're a giant Clippers fan, and he's playing on L.A. Like, okay, I get it. But like, most people just hate him for no reason. They hate because they hate greatness. I mean, I'm gonna get go on a little bit of a soapbox here, but like soccer players or any professional athlete really are like they're clearly assets and we continue to see this over and over and over again like very bad like video recorded decisions so like there's so much work done to your body to your you know sports mind but like when is there going to be more work done for you know your mental like off the field as well like you know you should train to be a, you have sometimes you have to train to be a good person like i have i have bettered myself over my life and done really stupid things in the past but like a lot of guys like the only thing they've ever known is a sport and you know when are whoever is responsible for them going to take responsibility for that side of things as well yeah you've got a uh, interesting shirt on what's your uh what's that stand for uh g-bed uh, my friend in Florida, Trey Collins, he uh, made his own business, and it's a G bed where it just means get better every day. So he, uh, I'm basically a G bed athlete. All right, all right, a little so, sponsorship deal. A little bit. Nice. All right, we're in we're in the room with royalties, Mitty. We are got a sponsorship deal. Is keep, that a, keep going? Is that a mantra of yours? Maybe. But yeah, I mean, 
he's uh he sends me gear sometimes. I represent it and post it all over social media and stuff. Yeah, I've I've seen it on social media a little bit. That's so why I've been waiting to ask you about it. I was curious what uh, I didn't know where it came from. Yeah, just a friend in Melbourne that just made his own business and he you know coaches kids, sponsors a lot of high schools around the around the area, and stuff like that. So I mean, it's a good message. Yeah. One day at he, a time, right? He did well, and the crazy thing is, like, why, why, why didn't we think of that shit? Yeah, yeah. it's really simple. It's, yeah. it's really simple. I mean, like, I don't know what font that is, but it's like a, it's a nice, pleasing font. But it's not. I'm sure it's. A, well, I shouldn't say I'm sure. I bet you it's a font that you could get anywhere. Like, and it's four letters. It's ridiculous. And it's like it means something too. It does. Cool. No, like I'm, I'm very into that concept. Like, you can only take one every day at a, one day at a time, right? And you, if you're not trying to get a little bit better every day, what are you doing? Like, and not everyone takes it that seriously, but like if you're intentional about that, like mm-hmm. that's one of the ways you end up being a professional athlete entering their third professional season, right? Like I would think like part of it is some, some commitment to getting better every day. Like, and I think there's probably kids that will, that will hear this. Um, one of the, we don't get a ton of listeners, but you do get the, some Academy kids that hear their, you know, a player they like is on and like, assuming their parents let them listen to a, a very bad podcast like ours. The, uh, like I would think, and, and I don't know if you agree with this, but one of the things that's going to get you, if you want to be a professional, is going to be a, a commitment for the rest of your life, essentially to doing it every day. Cause you can't, I mean, you talked about the off season. Like I assume you were training every week, right? Did you take a couple weeks off then just get back at it? Like how did that work? I took maybe, maybe a week and a half, two weeks. So I tend to, Unfortunately, I gain weight pretty easily. So if I take two, three weeks off, I'll probably gain like 15 pounds. Even if I'm eating like kind of healthy, like I'll still, I'll gain a decent amount of weight. So I tend to only give myself maybe a week, week and a half off. That's fair. And then it's, and then you said you, you had a trainer this, this off season. Like that's a, yeah. I mean, I start off pretty easy. I just make sure that I'm sweating and doing a little bit. And then once the season probably gets a little bit closer, I'll start really upping it. Yeah, it's it's a commitment. You didn't you didn't come into camp thirty pounds overweight. I mean, you already said like you came in like pretty fit, feeling pretty good. Yeah, I feel great. There's a lot of a lot of kids probably feel the best out of my three preseasons. Yeah, new coach, new system, system that I think, by the way, suits you very well. You're you're gonna have to learn it because it's a whole new system, right? And I, I you can tell. At least I think you can tell, like guys that have played in the system for a year. I mean, we've got a bunch of Stumptown guys. You know, we we had the advantage of almost renewing two sets of rosters, right? Like Rod got to sign a lot of guys out of Stumptown, and he got to sign guys from here. So those Stumptown guys are going to be ahead of you, like because you're going to know the system. But also, like we'll see. But I think the system suits you, man. I hope. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a big fan of it. I'm not really one to run all over the place play soccer that way i like the ball you know at my feet and just controlling games instead of it being a like a track meet type game Mm -hmm. so we just recently did a a podcast episode that we have not released yet that will come out about center backs would you consider yourself a ball playing center back yeah 100 percent, big time yeah do you prefer the right side or the left side i don't mind to be honest either of them i feel like my left foot is just as strong as my right, so. But if I had to pick one, like if it was, you know, 
you really want me to pick one, probably probably the right. Just for probably longer passing. Gotcha. Yeah. If you were to, you know, give give a piece of advice to to someone wondering like okay, this year, like, we're going to see ball-playing center backs. Like, what is that going to look like? What do you think, based on the short training periods that we've had so far, it's going to look like? Maybe a little bit different than last year uh, from the center back position. It was what we did is we did some nerd pods, like, on particular, like, we did a, a whole podcast on defenders. For Especially for people, there's a lot of people that are CFC fans that were never soccer fans before. So, like, this is their entryway. So, we talked a lot about basics about center backs. And then we talked a little bit more in depth about how we think we're going to play this year differently from previous, but also just looking forward. So this might be an interesting piece for someone who listened to that podcast and hearing from someone who's starting to play this system. Like, what do you think it's going to look like from the center back position? Um, for a center back position, it's going to look, you know, we're going to probably see a decent amount of the ball. So like say just on goal kicks, you know, we'll, we'll build out literally on our six yard box mm-hmm. and work our way up the field until, you know, we're out. So, Center back position is going to see a lot of it and have to be very careful with the way they pass into, say, a midfielder or an outside back. But typically, I mean, yeah, we just got to be careful. Yeah. So do you think you'll be hitting a lot more short passes than long passes? Yeah, I yeah, I probably won't be going long too much. I don't want to give any you know, hints out to opponents <laughs> and stuff, but... I think if you've watched Rod's team play, you know they don't he doesn't his center backs don't play a lot of long balls. Yeah, I mean But you can keep the defense honest. Yeah, I mean they press too high, you know. It's always good to play one or two balls over the top. But yeah, I mean, they can watch millions of uh videos on Rod Rod's coaching style and stuff like that, maybe at Stumptown and the way they played. Mm-hmm. Which was a lot of possession. Especially the last game, I mean, I ran probably like 10 miles and all it was Jesus. was basically chasing. You're talking about the game at Matthews? Yeah. Yeah, I, I was there for that. Basically just chasing side to side a lot. So, yeah, it's going to be a interesting style. It should be pretty entertaining as well. Yeah, I, I hope so. Uh, one last question. If a movie was made about your life, who would you want to play you? Wow. It's random, but I like that question. I want to keep you on your keep you on your toes here on the Section 109 podcast. Will Farrell. I think he could do a good you. He's pretty tall too, right? Yes. If not him, I'd probably go probably The Rock. I would love for The Rock to play me. That'd be cool. Yeah. Also, you know how famous you have to be for The Rock to play you in a movie? Yeah. You'll have made it. (laughs) (laughs) Smith, anything we missed? I've got a question. Because believe it or not, of all the players we have on the podcast, not a ton of them are huge U.S. men's national team fans. Who's your favorite U.S. men's national team player? Right now? Yeah. I didn't like him at first, but he's really grown on me uh walker zimmerman yes thor jr same by the way exactly the same for me he's not my favorite but like he grew on me so much i used to i couldn't stand him i didn't think he was good i thought he was overrated he's very good yeah he might be our most consistent center back right now it's either 
I mean, him or John Brooks. What do you think of Miles Robinson? I think he's good. I think. I, think the, I heard you played against Miles Robinson and were the best center back on the field. I don't know about that one, but heard, heard I played pretty well. Told me. Played pretty well that game, so maybe. It was a little birdie. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think? <laughs> P- Peter Fuller said you were trying to go home with Atlanta United. <laughs> said you were trying to get on their team bus. I wish. That would be that'd be awesome. That would be incredible. Um, who's your favorite U.S. men's national team player, Breezy? Boy, it's it's hard. I don't I don't know. I go back and forth. McKenney's my favorite right now. I think he's the best player right now for the U.S. And I just I love everything about how McKenney plays. Um, I still love Christian. Like I don't know. I don't have so previously Landon Donovan was my favorite. Like Deuce was second, but like. Landon was my favorite. Landon was the guy. Yeah, Deuce was your second. Like I, I don't like I love Deuce, but like Landon was my favorite player. He was the guy who kind of got me into soccer. Like he was the first player I was like, oh, this guy's awesome. I don't think he got that. You make are you making a mat level pun to I Deuce and two? Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> I hate you. Uh, <laughs> so like I think I don't know. I don't have a singular favorite player right now, but McKenny's my favorite to watch right now. Yeah. Too, and, bad, too bad he got hurt. I know. Dude, that's heartbreaking. Uh, I did the math. We still should be pretty good to qualify in fourth and play New Zealand in a uh, in a playoff game, and and right. Weston should be healed by then. Listen, I'm gonna miss I'm gonna miss our first game of the season because I'm gonna be in Mexico City for the game, and then if we don't Hell get yeah. assuming we don't get a result there, I'm not going to Orlando. I'm going to Costa Rica, and then they're going back to Orlando. They got to win in Orlando, and then as long as results haven't gone sideways, we should be in fourth. But if results have gone sideways or we don't win in Atlanta or in Orlando, excuse me against Panama, we will need a result against Costa Rica. We might, in any case, need a result against Costa Rica, and I'm going to be a mess in Costa Rica if we need a result. Yeah, that's... I mean, we don't get results in Costa Rica. We haven't in, like, uh, four cycles or five cycles? My fa- my favorite current... Yeah. I mean, it's just hard. It's a hard place to play. I like, know, but... Oof. We're, we're supposed to be the United States. Yeah. You know, I'm with you. 100%. Okay, right. Uh, also, Weston McKinney, hands down, period. Your favorite? Yes, every everything about the way he plays, about his personality. Yes, he is unabashedly himself. Have you seen? He's the, the most UK fun documentary and him talking about eating um, eating pizza with ranch dressing on it, and the look, the look of pure disgust on Chiellini's face. Like, like I've seen, I've seen clips of it, but man, you know, uh. uh Ronaldo called him Texas or Texas boy. Mm-hmm. Like, like I just, I love, man, I love McKinney. Uh, and I like Christian. He just doesn't have quite the personality Weston does. Like, he's not as fun. But, like, when Christian's on, Christian, Christian, Christian's too uptight. Yes. Yeah. He's a serious boy. Weston McKinney's laid back, just plays his footy, doesn't put too much pressure on himself. I think Christian feels the Landon Donovan, like, hereditary, like, weight of the U.S. on his shoulders. But even Landon Donovan didn't do it as much as Pulisic. Landon Donovan just played. He was just good. Yeah, but he also struggled with it too. Because I mean, remember when he like literally just quit and went like to Cambodia or whatever, or went on he went on like a sabbatical, which I respect for mental health that he needed to do it. But like he felt he very much felt the felt the weight. Plus, I hung out with Landon um, here for an autograph signing they did. And, yeah, it was it was it was really was cool. You were there too, uh, and I don't remember uh, Smitty. You can say if you felt differently, but Landon was awkward. Yeah, he's just like a quiet guy. He's small, kind of diminutive, quiet. 
And Stuart Holden, on the other hand, and Brian, it was Brian Chang, Stuart Holden, and um, and Landon. And Stuart Holden was giving Landon shit the whole time, like the like the funniest guy in the room. Like you know, when there's one guy who like their personality takes over the whole room. That was Stu. Yeah. And like Brian Chang was fun and like cool. And then Landon was kind of like awkward. Like I'm not much shitting on the guy. He's just like obviously like the pressure was big for him, and he's still might be the greatest player in U.S. soccer history, United States or American soccer history, based on what he did with the national team. Christian's obviously already done more on the club at the club level, but you know, Landon was continued to be excellent for the national team. So yeah, Landon's my favorite of all time. I just, I don't know. I feel like both those guys have felt the pressure in a way that McKenney doesn't. And maybe McKenney has the same pressure and he just shrugs it off, but he doesn't seem to feel that pressure. Also shout out to Tyler Adams. Who's my other, maybe my other current favorite player. Now I love every time, like I love watching him play. I think he's an unbelievable player. And then every time I hear him talk, mm-hmm. like, it's not what I expect. Like he seems like a child when you look at him. Like he looks like a twenty-three year old, and I know he is. Like he's roughly twenty-three, but he talks like a thirty-five year old, like just and he's, grizzled he's been vet. That way since he was like seventeen, playing on New York. Like Red I didn't know why he was wearing the captain's armband. And then I watched one interview with him, and I was like, right. "Oh, yeah, okay." Like that guy's like that guy's the guy that's like, "Hey, quit fucking off." Do this, do that. Like, that guy. <laughs> he's the one yelling at Weston to be serious. Yeah, you could just tell. Like he's like, yeah. So I, I love, I love, and I. I'm really, really, really nervous for this next qualifying window. Yeah, I'm I'm excited, but... Yeah, I'm very excited. Oof. Very excited, but very nervous. That's a tough situation. 2017 made it weird. Uh, Nick, is there anything on this podcast that you wish we would have asked you about? Anything that, you know, like I thought they would ask me about or I wish they would ask me about this? No, I think you guys covered everything. All right. To be honest. So if... <laughs> life story told. Done. So if people want to uh, hit you up on... on Social media, where can they find you? Where can they get at you? Uh, I'm pretty much on everything. So, I mean, Twitter, Instagram, everything. Cool. So they can find you on Twitter, they can find you on Instagram. I don't even know what else children, you, they can find you on TikTok? Are you doing TikToks? I'm on there, but I don't, like, use it for, like, posting. I just use it to yeah. watch TikToks. That's what I do, too. I get, I don't, I'm not on TikTok. You send me TikToks now and then, Smitty, but I am on uh, Reels on Instagram, and I'll, I'll look down and then 35 minutes later, I'll look back up like, oh, like it's Man, I can't so good. Remember, I can't remember what it's called, but it, there's this account and I always send them to Breezy because they're so funny. It's like the most misogynistic stuff ever, but it's like it's done in a very dry humor kind of way. So it's like and, 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 and like it ends with like be a man. It's hilarious. Like it's hilarious for how like wrong it is. And Ella's home and the dogs just in time. Very well, happy. Nick, thank you for being so generous with your time. You you know, you could be home recovering or watching Family Guy or King of the Hill, but instead you drove all the way over to here to uh, tell us your story. So thank you. And I hope that uh, this rest of this preseason goes well. You stay healthy and we can, you know, start some wins in Finley starting March 26th. Yes. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of man, course. It's a pleasure. Smitty, if the people want to yell at you on the internet, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at a Smitty Nose. And you can find me on the internet. Thanks, everybody. Peace. <laughs>